0: Let's open our Bibles, Hebrews chapter number one, Hebrews chapter one, we've been on this thought of hearing the voice of God. I'm going to be honest with you, I came into church this morning needing to hear him. Told Brother Allen, who was back there talking, I said, boy, I need to hear from heaven. And I feel like I have already. I feel like I've heard from Him. I believe the service this morning has uh, been arranged by the Holy Spirit in such a way to emphasize the Word of God. I'm going to read these verses again. We've read them uh, several times. Verse 1, God who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Read that verse again. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I said, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I'm not sure you heard me. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of His power. That God, that God, when He by Himself, what He do? Purged our sins. Forever sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Verse 4 says, being so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, that you touch and help God the service time this morning. I'll be honest with you, Lord, I can't preach unless you help us. It'd be useless for me to try. But, Lord, uh, this is a great big thought you've put on my mind, and it's bubbling over in my heart this morning, and I just pray, God, that you'd help us do it justice. Do that now as only you can. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want us to think we thought last week about the authority for the Lord to speak. Of course, the week before that, I talked to you about God's desire to speak. God has went to great extremes to speak to man. And He has in these last days spoken unto us by His Son. That's how God communicates with us during this church age, is through and by the Son of the living God in the finished work of Calvary. Now last week I talked to you about the authority of the, of the Lord to talk. And I believe we could all agree that He has the authority. He made the world's so He keeps everything together by the word of his power. We looked at some of those different phrases. This this morning, I want to preach for a little while on the attributes that the Son of God communicates. The attributes of God. That the Son of God communicates uh, to us today that are saved. Uh, the Bible said in John fourteen and nine, uh, Jesus saith unto them, uh, "Have I so long been with so long time been with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? Uh, he that hath seen the Father, hath seen me, uh, hath seen the Father. Uh, did you know the only way that you and I uh, can see the Father is to see the Son? Uh, someone has said I believe it's J.B. Phillips I read after that said that Jesus is God in focus. The Bible said in Colossians 2, 9, For in Him, that is in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead boldly. Did you know the Bible said in Philippians 2, 5, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Can I say to you today that the only way that you and I can see and hear the Father is through and by the beloved Son who is God. Amen. Hey, let me just park right there and preach a minute. I'm glad Jesus is God. Yeah. All of the uh, all of the so-called Christian uh, uh, organizations that are really cults, uh, like the Jehovah's Witness and the Seventh-day Disadvantaged, uh, the very first thing they want to do is throw away the deity of Christ. Uh, but I'm glad to report to you that Jesus is God. Uh, amen. And you can't see the Father uh, until you've seen the Son. Uh, and the only way you'll hear the Father uh, is through and by the Son. And there's some attributes in this thing that I want to show you. And uh, boy, I, I, and I may have to kick out the stobs. It's been a while since I uh, went a running and a shouting and might, today might be the day. I think about the lowly Jesus. Boy, I can get my mind around that. I can think about him at Calvary. I preached on that a few weeks ago. Broken hearted. Boy, I tell you, it breaks my heart every time I preach on Calvary because I see that I did that to him. And boy, it breaks my heart. I see him as the humble servant, the lowly Jesus. But sometimes, Brother Billy, I'm afraid we lose uh, uh, sight of who he currently is. Oh, he's no longer the babe in the manger. He's no longer a vicarious Savior dying a horrible death at Calvary. Somewhere yonder in glory, Brother Billy, he is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the majesty on high. And so for just a little while this morning, if the Lord will help us, I just want to brag on him. Can I ask you something? When was the last time that you really got a glimpse of the Lord in his glory? Boy, I would like, like I was preaching Wednesday night, I sure would like to today for him to ascend and descend that ladder a little bit uh, and allow us to worship in his presence uh, and allow us to see him for what he truly is. Uh, I'm glad, thank God, uh, that he is the king of kings. Uh, I'm glad he is the Lord of lords uh, and it'd be good to see him in his glory a little while this morning and realize how great is uh, the son of God. So I just want to break through, I want to break down three phrases here. First, we'll talk about the brightness of his glory. Then I want to talk a little bit about the express image of his person. And then lastly, I want to talk to you a little bit about how that he has obtained a more excellent name. And like I said, I'm just going to brag on the Lord this morning. You can sit there like a knot on a log if you want to and that'll be all right. I'm just going to brag on him anyhow because he's worthy of being bragged on. And this may be more testifying than it is preaching, I don't know. But uh, I got developing this message this week and uh, the more I I worked on it, the more it does seem like a testimony. But I was going to brag on him. You know why we come to church? We come to church today to brag on him. I came to church today to extol my Savior. I came to church today to tell you about how great, of a, how great of a Lord that we've got. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you something. If you'd get in on it, it'd help you today. Hey, I got to brag it on him. If you'd nod your little Baptist head and run your little Baptist hands in the air, you might leave out of here helped in your heart and in your soul of thinking about how great of a God we've got. First, we see the radiance of the Lord. The Bible said who being the brightness of His glory. Now let me give you a couple of interesting thoughts right there while it's on my mind. That word brightness, where we get the word brightness, it comes from a Greek word that this is the only place it's used in the entire Bible. It's used nowhere else in the entire Bible. And it means to have a luminous body, a body which will either refract light or or has light within itself. It reminds me, thank God, of the sun. I- a few years I'm talking about the S.U.N. A few years ago, they had that solar eclipse. Everybody remember the solar eclipse? Uh, we all bought them crazy-looking sunglasses. Uh, and we st- several of us, uh, as a matter of fact, somewhere I've got a picture of me and a bunch of the youth with them crazy-looking uh, Star Trek sunglasses on. We were standing right out here, uh, and we stood for hours with our head up like it, looking at the sun, uh, looking for it do an eclipse. And every now and again, you'd put them glasses on, walk out there and say, Oh, that's still there. Uh, you know why? that's you know why you had to put them glasses on? Uh, because if you stare at the sun uh, uh, for any length of time, it'll burn your retinas out, uh, and you'll go blind. You cannot stare at the sun. Nobody can stare at the sun. Uh, but did you know the sun? Uh, they tell me is a fairly small star uh, in comparison to a lot of other stars uh, that are out there in the galaxy. Uh, and this, what I'm talking about, uh, who is the brightness of his glory he's the one that made the sun and he's the one that made all them other stars and he said he's the brightness of that glory boy you think the sun is bright take a look at the son of God he said he is the brightness of his glory I ask you something have you ever thought about what what that means the glory of God what does that mean I mean, this is the kind of thing that keeps me up at night sometimes. What does that mean? Glory of God. And I got to read about a, Brother Neil from a several different old authors. I like him old authors. And I got to read that one old author, and here's what he said. Boy, I liked it. He said, the glory of God is the sum total of all of God's attributes. So you take God's love and you add to it God's grace. And you add to it God's longsufferingness. And you add to it God's mercy. And you add to it God's holiness. And you add to it God's goodness. And you add to it God's omnipotence. And you add to it God's omnipresence. And you add to it God. and add and add and add and add. And when you hit that equal sign what you get is God's glory. Here's what this verse is saying. It's saying Jesus is the total package he's the sum total of all of God's attributes he is the brightness of all of God's glory I say hallelujah I'm glad I got a savior who is everything in everything he is the brightness of his glory so when you look at him you can't stand it he is the brightness of his glory Now think about, I want you to think just a minute about how that Jesus laid that brightness aside. (laughs) Now we all know He is the brightness of His glory. And I'm going to deal with it here in just a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself there in the book of Deuteronomy where Moses is recounting Sinai and he he said the children of Israel couldn't come up there and hear the voice of God and see the glory of God. But you know the Bible tells us that Jesus made Himself a little lower than the angels in the book of Philippians. He made Himself a little lower. Philippians 2, 6, the Bible said, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made Himself of no reputation, took upon Himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, He humbled Himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now get this, y'all be real calm here, don't lose it. You know what Jesus did to save you? He took all that brightness of His glory off. And He became flesh. Hang on right here. Hang on. I'm going to show you something. It's the Word of God. Jesus never ceased to be God. Never ceased to be God. But Brother Neil, there was portions of His deity that He stripped off in order to save me and you. You say, what are you talking about? Well, the Lord is omnipresent. But in his body, he could only be one place at a time. The Lord is, Brother Bobby, omniscient. That means he knows everything. But when the disciples asked him, when's the Son of Man coming? He said, I know not the hour. Neither the angels in heaven, save the Father only. Now, why didn't he know? He's God, he knows everything. He didn't know it because he chose not to know it. You know why he chose not to know it? Because he took some of his glory off so that he could save me and you because he had to be made flesh. You see, because he was omnipresent and omniscient, he couldn't die. And he had to die in order to redeem every last one of us this morning. I'm telling you, he took some of that brightness off so that he could save an old wretched sinner like me. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. <sighs> That's good preaching, preacher. I say Hallelujah. Thank you very much. I was looking for somebody like you to come to church. Number one, we see His radiance. Then we see His resemblance. He said He was the, what did He say? The express image of His person. A few years ago, me and the kids and Rachel, we went to Washington, D.C. and took a tour. And we toured the Mint. It's one of my favorite places. They had $6 million worth of 20s on a pallet. I never have seen that much money in all my life. Can you imagine a pallet of 20s? Boy, wouldn't it be good if Amazon got mixed up this week and they delivered a pallet of 20s to your house? Hallelujah. Oh, y'all act real spiritual. You'd run and shout. You'd come in here next Sunday and be throwing it in the offering plate. woo A pallet of 20s. They had a machine there, Brother Billy. And come down, those printing pennies that day. That'd be just my luck, he's printing pennies. And here come that roll, or whatever that is, I don't even think it's copper anymore, there come that roll of metal down that, and then that machine, pow, pow, out the other side, rolled pennies. Up in that machine, up in that machine, invisible, was a likeness of Abraham Lincoln. And when that, when that rolled under, that likeness would go bang. And you know what come out on the other side? An express image of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> you know what that did? You know what that did? Brother Jason, it made, uh, it made what was invisible. It made what was invisible up in that machine. Nobody could see it. It made what was invisible visible. <laughs> Some of y'all, you'll get it here in a minute. I said it made what was invisible, what man couldn't see. I couldn't see what's up in that machine. I didn't have no idea what's up in that machine, but laying there in a pile was some pennies. And you take one of them pennies out and look at it, and you'd say, oh, now I see what's up in that machine. Abraham Lincoln's face is up in that. I can see it. Why? Because I've got an express image of what was inside of that machine. Did you know that Jesus came to make the invisible God Visible to mankind, I'm glad that he is the express image of his person. Now, watch this. I'll give it to you, I'll show you to you in the Bible. And the Bible said there in Colossians 1:15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. He is the image of the invisible God. Now, if y'all hang with me right here. I'm going to show you something that ought to make a wooden Indian shout. Deuteronomy, pull it up for me, Rachel. Deuteronomy chapter number 5 and verse 23. Deuteronomy 5 and 23. Y'all with me? If you're with me, go like it right here. Here we go. And it came to pass, when you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, for the mountain did burn with fire, that you came near unto me, even all the heads of your tribes and your elders. Verse 24, and you said, Behold, the Lord our God hath showed us His glory and His greatness, and we heard His voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man, and He liveth. Hallelujah. Look at verse 25. Now therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more then we shall die. So here's what they're saying. They're saying, we saw the fire of God. We heard the voice of God. But we can't continue because we can't stand it. It'll kill us if we continue to see the glory of God and hear the voice of God. then if you read on, you'll find that God chimes in and He says, they've said, well... It would kill them. Take me to verse 29, Rachel. Look what he says in verse... this, is God speaking. Here's what God said. Oh, that there was such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it might be well with them and with their children forever. You know what God's saying right there? He said, boy, I wish there was somebody among them that had a heart and a desire to hear from me. I wish there was somebody among them that could approach me and see me and hear me. But you see, man was sinful uh, and man was unable. uh, But you see, what happened was uh, God sent His Son in an express image of Himself. uh, Hey, and He tore down the middle wall of petition that was between us and God. uh, And He made a way. uh, And He took the hand of God and took the hand of man uh, and made reconciliation. Uh, I'm glad to report to you this morning that because of Jesus, uh, now I can hear the voice of God because of Jesus now I can know the will of God because he was the express image of his person So now I can do let me sit down right here and use your Bible brother Neil I can sit down right here and I can look right over here and I can say what does the son have to say oh I see what he says he says there in Ephesians 5 1 be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us, and hath given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. That's what the Son says to me. Then I can get up the next morning and say, Now what does God say to me? What does the Lord say to me today? He says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you call. With all lowliness and meekness and long suffering, forbearing one another, in love. What are you trying to get at, preacher? I just flipped that open, got to reading them verses. You know what I'm trying to say is, regardless of where you open that thing up, at <laughs> Hey, the Son of God will speak to you. Hey, what a privilege we've got. Hey, if you got a King James Bible laying in your lap this morning, you ought to take a lap on the credit. Uh, hey, you've got the, you've got the Word of God laying in your lap. Uh, you got the voice of God. He can speak to you because He is the express image of His person. Woo! Hallelujah! I said He's the express image of His person. Get this! Watch this! Well, I should not watch this right here. I can't see. It. Let me go back. Did I laid my penny down over here? I think I laid my penny. Did I put it back in my pocket? All right. Let me go back to that illustration. I don't. I didn't know what was up inside. I didn't know what was up inside that machine. Somebody give me a penny. I done not lost it. I know what. Anyway, I didn't know what was up inside that machine. But you know what? Once maybe I got over here in this pocket. Once. There we go. Once that express image is made, Brother Allen, it does two things. It falls down there and that thing goes out the Federal Reserve. And then when I get one, I put it in my pocket. Now that same image that's up, <laughs> that same image that's up inside that machine is in my pocket. I have the same image that's in the machine. Y'all get a hold of that in a minute. One day when I got saved, I got put inside of me uh, the same image that's upside down there. Uh, that image of that invisible God, uh, it got put up on me inside of me. Uh, I said, glory be to the Lamb of God. Hey, and now, he's my representative to God. And he's God's representative to me. He's the goal between. ha, ha, ha. Oh my, oh yes, He is the express image of His person. So we've seen His radiance. That is, He's the brightness of His glory. We've seen His resemblance. He's the express image of His person. You know what Jesus looks like? Just like God. You know what else He looks like? Just like me. You'll lay a hold of that in a minute. Oh, yes. When I go to him, he's God. <laughs> when he goes to God, he's me. <laughs> Because I'm in Him and He's in me. I've been made a part. Man, this is deeper than what anybody could ever preach. I've been made a part of the body of Christ. I've been put into the bride of Christ. And so when He comes to me, He's God. But when He goes to the Father, He's me. He is the ultimate go-between. I'm in Him and He's in me. Thank God. The express image of His person. Now watch this in verse 4. I'm going to give you one more phrase and I'm done. Look what he said, being made so much better than the angels. Now, that's mouthful. To the Hebrew, that's mouthful. The Hebrews held the angels in very high esteem. Did you know, according to what is said in the book of Acts, the law came by the angels? You, you look it up for yourself. You say, I don't know about that. And I don't understand exactly how it happened, but somehow, the angel, it talks about it in the book of Psalms too, the angels descended upon Sinai. One of these days, I hope God lets me get a look at that. I don't know exactly what all happened up there on that mountain. But Moses got up there and there was angels flying around and the voice of God and fire and smoke, I mean, it was unbelievable. But the angels had something to do with the giving of the law, according to the book of Acts. It was the law that came by angels. Did you know that the Hebrews considered any word of the angels to be the gospel? I mean, they believed it. Whatever the angels said, they believed. And God used angels all throughout the Bible to communicate special instructions with man all the way up to the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the angels are big. but you know, the, the theme of the book of Hebrews is that Christ is better. Christ is better. And the very first thing that Paul points out is that Jesus is better than the angels. Now let me show you how. as he hath obtained by, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. Than they. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me put it to you like this. Let me put it to you like this. Back there, says Darren Renfro. He's earned a name as a mechanic. People in Yancey County say, Darren Renfro. Oh, he's a mechanic. That's the name he's earned. Neil McCurry. People say, Neil. Oh, he's the building inspector. Depending on who you're talking to, they either say, he's the building inspector, or they say, he's the building inspector. <laughs> you know, depending on who you talk to. He's earned a name as the building inspector. See what I'm saying? Everybody in here, Brother Jason, he's earned a name as a lawman. Right? Police. Everybody in here has earned a name of some sort. If you lived any length of time, you've earned some kind of name. <laughs> Good or bad, you've earned a name. But Jesus, He hath an obtained a more excellent name. <laughs> he hath obtained a more excellent name. Now, I could read it to you, but we won't for the sake of time there in the book of Hebrews. Here's what Paul's fixing to say. He's fixing to say, to which of the angels hath he ever said, sit here on my right hand until I make thy enemies your footstool? The answer to that was none of them. He'd never said that to Gabriel. He'd never said that to Michael. None of the archangels. He'd never said, come and sit on my right hand. But you see, Jesus. The Father said, come sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Amen. And by that he obtained a more excellent name. I was thinking about the name he'd earned. Right, I was thinking about the name he'd earned. This last week, I had a lady call me. She said, I got an old house on my property that I'd like to burn. What I need to do to get that done? Not in our fire district, but I had earned the name over the years as a fireman. So when she thought, ah, I need to burn this house, who can I call? Bradley. I'm going to call Bradley. Seemed like the right one to call. So she called me because I'd earned the name. <laughs> but his name. She'd heard of me. Now hang with me to some minute. She'd heard of me, and what she'd heard was that I was a fireman. There's a lady with the issue of blood in the book of John. And she pushed through the press to touch the Lord because she had heard. That's what the Bible said. She'd heard. Now, what did she heard? I don't know, but whatever it was, she'd heard enough. She's convinced. Can I say to you this morning, I've heard enough. (laughs) Oh, yes, I've heard enough. I've heard enough. I'm convinced. I'm persuaded that he is the express image of his person. Come here, Gabriel. Stand right here next to me. Look here. I was going to get Trey up too, but he's sick. So here you are. Look here. Good looking boy. It's going through the Ingalls. I'm going to give this illustration. I guess I'm going to give an all a call. I don't even know how to start about this. But I was going through the line at Ingalls the other day, and the cashier was looking at me. And he said, uh, Pardon me, he said, You come in here a lot, but uh, said, Don't know who you are. But he said, You look so familiar. And I thought, I said, oh, I thought everybody know who I was. Loud mouth like me, good look in the boot. I mean, you know. I said, well, I'm Bradley Boone. He said, uh, how do I know you? And I said, well, I said, I'm Gabe's dad. Because look looked like he's about, you know, Gabe's age. So I said, I'm Gabe's dad. Oh, that's it, he said. That's it. He said, you look just like Gabe. And I said, no, Gabe looks just like me. Gabe looks just like me. Gabe looks like me. Trey, on the other hand, acts like me. Lord help him. (laughs) He acts like me. Gabe looks like me. Trey acts like me. They together are the express image of their dad. (laughs) And the name I have earned... I pass on. Boy, that's something few parents think about. It ain't what I'm preaching on. But the name you earn passes on. They'll look at Gabe and go, You're Bradley Boone's boy. The name, I, the name I have earned, I've passed on through an inheritance. And so God the Father passed on by inheritance to God the Son a more excellent name. All the angels are great. If the angels speak, we ought to listen, right? I mean, if the angels, who in here, if there was an angel, and there's angels in here this morning, but if one of them made herself real and went to speaking and was flying around here and talking to us, boy, I'd sit down, I'd listen. And so would you. But we have one that spoke to us, Brother B that has obtained a more excellent name than the angels. He's the one that the angels cry, holy, holy, holy. Woo, if I could just get in His presence this morning and hear His voice and feel His touch and realize that He is the brightness of His glory. He is the express image of His person. He is, He does have a more excellent name, a greater reputation. Some of you this morning with problems. Can I say that he's heard, he's earned the name of prayer answerer? There's some of you that are guilty with sin. Can I say that he has earned the name of sin forgiver? <laughs> There's some of you that are facing difficulties, you're under burdens. Can I tell you that he has earned the name of burden reliever? Oh, he has a more excellent name through an inheritance than all of them. I've heard enough, and I'm persuaded that he has the attributes to speak. Some of you, if you're going to keep things together in your life, you're going to have to hear from God today. He speaks through that Word. Let's stand our feet. Father, thank You, Lord, for another opportunity to preach this morning. Thank You for Your goodness and Your grace. I pray that You'd touch hearts during this time of invitation. Move as only You can, Lord. We need to hear from You today. Maybe somebody in here that's facing troubles, You've reminded them today that You are the you have earned the name of prayer answerer. Maybe those that are burdened, and you've earned the name of burden reliever. Maybe those that are laden with sins, and you've earned the name of sin reliever. I pray God that you just touch and help across this congregation today and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name.